Turn to page six, to that uh, last reading we had on. You see it in the actual gospel itself. To the bottom left-hand corner, the bottom corner of page six, where we read these words. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. We're just going to be considered that for a few moments, but let me just lead us in a prayer before we do so. Oh, gracious God and Father, as we come to look more closely at that reading, we ask that you would show us wonderful things to encourage us to trust in Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now, London is a constant building site. Cranes are everywhere. You know, I think the, the little red warning lights at the top kind of supplement the Christmas uh, decorations. But before any new premises can be built the, in London, you know, the old uh, ones have to be knocked down and cleared out of the way. Only when a site is cleared can you build something fresh and better. And friends, I often think that's what needs to happen with uh, our people's understanding, our understanding of Christmas. You see, it's so easy for us to be just caught up with the kind of replay of all the kind of Christmas number one hits, or the, you know, the panic to get everything done in time for the, you know, the big day. But we don't actually often stop to just think deeply about what we're celebrating. Today, even carol services, if we're not careful, can just generate being part of the normal kind of Christmas routine. So it's really good to just have these few moments to think about what the angels were saying when they burst into song in praise before the shepherds. Look at it again. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. It's been well documented how on Christmas Eve in 1914, during the First World War, spontaneous truces took place. British and German forces, they sang carols to each other. They uh, ventured into no man's land to bury their dead. They swapped uh, cigarettes and souvenirs, and some even apparently had a game of football. But it was only for a short time, and on Boxing Day, the hostilities resumed. The peace on earth and favour didn't come to much. And if that is the message of Christmas, then the history of the last hundred years seems to imply that the message has been extraordinarily ineffective. Where's the peace on earth and favour in Gaza, Ukraine and the Yemen? And it's not just in the armed conflicts. Where's the peace in our nation? We are a divided country. We are divided over Brexit. We're divided between the haves and the have-nots. And these divisions and lack of peace are found not just in society at large, they're also found in the home. Some people rejoice in family reunions and bonhomie over Christmas, but for many, the pressure of Christmas only adds to the arguments and lack of goodwill. Uh, Certainly for the social services, 
Christmas and the time immediately after it is their busiest in the year. So what then is this peace and favour that the angels announced to the shepherds? Well, before we can understand that, we need to clear the sight. I need to tell you what the angels are not promising. The angels aren't promising peace from war. In fact, Jesus promised that there will always be wars and rumors of wars right till the end of history. There will never be peace on earth in that sense. We human beings are far too self-centered and proud and nationalistic to stop all conflict. Nor are the angels promising peace in the home. Jesus once said, do not think I've come to bring peace on earth. I have not come to bring peace but a sword. And the point that Jesus was making at that, that time was that, there would, that, that those who believe and follow him should not be surprised to find themselves facing opposition, even sometimes from close family members. It sadly happens. The other day, a woman told me that when she decided to go to church for the first time, her husband wasn't happy and gave her a really hard time. Nor are the angels promising peace in the heart, a calm inner spirit. That may well follow, but it isn't what's being talked about here. No, the peace that the angels are announcing is a peace with God. Now, this comes as a great shock to many because they never were aware that they were at war with God in the first place. God's up there and we're down here. He may not fill our, our, our thoughts, but we do the best we can. And when we find ourselves in some desperate need, we do call on him. So what's the problem? But naturally, things aren't right between us and God. Here's a ship's captain. He is loved by and respected by his crew. He is a brilliant navigator and a skilled mariner. He runs a very happy ship. There's just one problem. He sails under a pirate's flag. What do those qualities make him? They simply make him a more accomplished pirate. And it is the same with us. We may be loved and respected by our family and work colleagues. We may have great skills and run a very happy home. But when it comes to relating to God, all of us, however good we are, have naturally been sailing under a pirate's flag. We we live as if we are God. We want to call the shots. We want to decide what is right and wrong. To coin the words of Frank Sinatra, when it comes to life, I did it my way. But some of us may be very conscious that doing life my way hasn't worked out that well. We know we've made or are making actually a hash of life. And we're conscious that things aren't right between us and God. It's a dreadful situation to find yourself, isn't it? At odds with the living God. 
But 2,000 years, years ago, God acted to establish peace with rebellious men and women. And it involved Almighty God himself taking on human flesh and being born of a woman. No wonder that first Christmas there were angels popping up all over the place. This is the most significant event in human history. The birth of the Lord Jesus who came into the world to establish peace with God. But that's not all. For the peace that the angels announced is not only peace with God, it is also a gift from God. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Now, Christmas can be a very expensive time. And many people at Christmas run up huge debts. Some people manage to pay them off, but some of us actually can't. And bit by bit, our our situation becomes worse and worse and worse. Well, actually, when it comes to relating to the living God, we have all of us run up massive debts, which we can't repay. Some like to think that uh, the good deeds that they do can kind of make up for and pay off for the evil that they've done. But actually, that sort of thinking is seriously flawed. Just because some of the time I behave as I should doesn't make up for those times when I don't. Let me illustrate that. Imagine I had too much to drink at a Christmas party. And I drove my car, and I knocked somebody over at a pedestrian crossing. There would be no point with me pleading to the judge, look, your honor, can't you ignore what I've done, because I'm very sorry, and I am normally a very careful driver. I've, I've served at speed limits, and I don't make a habit of driving over the limit. No just human judge would be persuaded by such a plea. Nor will the God of justice be persuaded us by us trying to plead our moral endeavors before him. No, when it comes to relating to God, we have all run up huge debts we cannot pay. But the glorious news of Christmas is that God in his generosity has done something about our plight. In Jesus, he has entered our world so that he might grow up and die on a cross in order to pay off himself the debt of our sinful rebellion. I owed a debt I could not pay, and he paid a debt he did not owe. No wonder the angels say, Glory to God in the highest heaven, on earth peace of those on whom his favor rests. God's eternal Son had to come from heaven to earth before he can take me from earth to heaven. And he has done this freely for us. This is a gift. We cannot earn it. We cannot achieve it. We can only receive it. So, as I begin to wind things up, can I ask, have you received this gift of peace? 
Your personal circumstances may be far from peaceful. You may be in inner turmoil, burdened by a host of complex problems. Nevertheless, it is possible for us to be at peace with God and know his favor upon us. This is what God wants for us, all of us. And we glorify God when realizing our great need. We embrace his generous gift of Jesus. Some of us here will have received this gift of peace. And you've come here this this morning to uh, rejoice again. Well, that is tremendous. And this Christmas, as we should actually every day, Let's lay all before Jesus when he has given so much to us. What can we withhold from him? But there will be those of us here who haven't yet received Jesus and uh, laid our lives before him. Perhaps you don't yet, uh, not yet convinced of your need. Perhaps you have doubts whether any of this is true. Well, can I just please encourage you this Christmas to take things Further, the, Christ, the Christian invitation is always come and see. Just come and see. It's not what many think, just go shut your eyes and believe. No. Engage your, your, your mind, read, investigate. So if you want to um, do take these Luke's Gospels away with you. That's why. Read it for yourself. And if you uh, live in London... In the new year, we run a course called uh, Hope Explored, and you'll find uh, details about that on the inside back page of the Order of Service. Do come and join us for that. But there may be uh, some of us here this morning who, who actually know that things are not right between them and God and are just desperate to have peace with God. And can I say, why don't you even now, receive and accept this gift that God is offering you in Jesus. See, to receive the gift, you just have to receive the one who's made the gift possible, the Lord Jesus Christ. And you need to ask him to come and take control of your life, to be the boss and to lead you through life. It is the greatest thing to do to have Jesus walking with you through life. And as we do so, he has promised to begin to change us from the inside out. But we do need to believe and trust in him. And if you want to do that, and if you're ready to do that, as I lead in a prayer now, why don't you make this prayer your own this Christmas? So let's just bow our heads for a prayer. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on peace to those on whom his favour rests. Our Heavenly Father, thank you that you want us to know your peace and friendship. Thank you for sending Jesus into our world to be our rescuer. I acknowledge I have wronged you. But I come to you now. Please forgive me my rebellion. Lord Jesus, I place my trust in you. Please take control of my life. 
and lead me in your ways. Amen.